bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. My message today, it's titled Serendipity. <laughs> serendipity. Well, so what is serendipity? It's an English word. I don't want to talk about the roots of it, but it's now an English word. And it simply means an unexpected occurrence and development of events in a happy or beneficial way. When we say that something is serendipitous, it means that you didn't expect it, but it happened. And it happened in a happy or beneficial way. It's like when you are broke and uh, you're washing your trouser. And, uh, and as you, you get ready to wash your trouser, you start searching the pockets of your trouser and there you find some 20,000 or 20 Ghana cities, 200,000 right there in your pocket. It's called serendipity. You were not looking for it, but you found it. <laughs> now, normally it is used to uh, describe so many things that do not happen, do not, people don't expect to happen, but happens. And uh, in, in, in human life, uh, so many things have been discovered, even in science, which people were not looking for, and all of a sudden, it happened. It is said that the people who invented the conflicts, uh, which most of us like eating, uh, conflict is a discovery in serendipity. Because the Kellogg brothers who invented the conflicts uh, were trying to do something else and uh, they, they put some wheat out there uh, trying to raise it up uh, and it was supposed to be flat. Uh, but there was a mistake when they went the next day to, to get the, the mixture up. It tore into pieces. And uh, when they got the pieces, they said, well, why not? Let's see what we can do with it. And uh, out of that came what, the what we call the conflicts. Something unexpected which happens, and when it happens, it works out for your good. The conflicts is an example. The microwave oven uh, is the same way. A gentleman was conducting an experiment and, uh, on radioactive material. And whilst he was conducting the experiment, he had uh, a toffee in his pocket. And he realized whilst he was conducting this um, uh, experiment, the toffee in his pocket melted. So he was wondering, what happened? I didn't touch anything uh, and nothing came to me, but the toffee is melted. So he realized that the thing he was close by, the uh, magnetic field he was close by, was affecting him. It was melting the toffee. Later on, he brought some corn, uh, some popcorn, and he realized that without touching anything, the popcorn was popping. And all of a sudden, he realized there were some waves coming from his experiment that was able to affect things way beyond them. Eventually, they developed the microwave oven. It was not an intention, 
it was serendipity. Things you don't expect which happen to you and when they happen, they are good stuff. And I pray that you will have your own experience of serendipity. And uh, my definition uh, of serendipity is when God gives you a blessing in an unexpected way and in an unexpected place. When God gives you a blessing in an unexpected way and in an unexpected place. There are things we receive from God which we expect. If you need money and you start praying for, for God to give you money and you get some money, you were expecting it and it happens. And yes, it happened, but you were expecting it. Or probably you wanted healing and you prayed and you got healing. You were expecting it. You are praying for God to give you promotion and he gives you promotion. You were expecting it. But there are other things that God does for us which we were not expecting. We were not looking for it at all. And all of that, all of a sudden, those things happen. That is serendipity. Okay, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 54 verses 1 to 4. God is a God of serendipity. Isaiah chapter 64 verses 1 to 4. Isaiah 64, 1 to 4. So many things that have been invented in our lives which are beneficial were not invented because the inventors were trying to invent them. Sometimes they were mistakes. And uh, those mistakes turn out to be good mistakes. They develop new products. Well, look at what Isaiah says. Isaiah 64, verse 1 to 4, he says, Oh, that, that, that you would rend the heavens, that you will come down, that the mountains will shake at your presence, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. Note verse 3. When you did awesome things for which we did not look, you came down, the mountains shook at your presence, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. Verse 3 says, when you did awesome things for which we did not look, God did awesome things for us that we were not looking for. We were minding our own business, doing our own stuff, trying to do something else, and all of a sudden, God does something which you were not looking for. And when you look at what he has done, it is good, it is nice, it is beautiful, it is beneficial, but you were not looking for it. God is able to do for you the things you were not looking for. That is serendipity. He is a God of serendipity. He does things for us that we are not looking for. Three things that this verse tells us. Number one is that God is able to step into our lives. He says, oh, that you rain the heavens and you will come down. That God will move from the heavens and change the circumstances and step into our lives. God is able to step into 
our lives. No matter the kind of life you have, God is able to step into it. God is not excluded from history. He's not excluded from your experience. He's not excluded from your reality. He's able to rent the heavens. He's able to shake mountains. He's able to move things around so he can step into your life. Secondly, God is able to show us things that we are not looking for. He's able to show us things we are not looking for, take us to places we are not even wanting to go to, bring us things that we haven't asked for, open doors that we didn't knock on. God is able to show us things that we are not looking for. Thirdly, that God does all of these things so that his name will be magnified, so that people would know that he is God. He is God. He rules in the affairs of men. He is God. He doesn't need your permission to give you a blessing. God is not limited by our prayer. He's not limited by your expectation. He can do more than your expectation. As a matter of fact, if God only answered our prayer, our lives would be very miserable. Because most of our prayer is misdirected. A lot of our prayer is based on our narrow-minded perception of reality. A lot of our prayer is based on immediate need. But God has a long-term view. And so sometimes and most times, even when you are not praying for something, he makes it happen to you anyway. When you are not knocking on a door, he opens that door. Most of the time, the door you'll be banging on is not the one God opens. It's the one you didn't expect him to open. That's the door he opens because he's a God of serendipity. He gives you and shows you things you were not looking for. And he brings you a miracle your eyes were not expecting to see. And there are people in the Bible who experienced acts of God. At the time, they were not looking for. They were not looking for it. They were not praying for it. And it's great to pray. And it's great to look for, for God to do things and to plan and to expect. But there are times that God th does things for us that we were not looking for. And we'll look at three examples of those in the Bible. The first one we'll look at is Moses and the burning bush. And it talks about finding your mission in life. Finding your mission in life. We pray for God to guide us. We pray for God to lead us. We pray for God to direct us. We say, God, help me to find my mission in life. And many times we go to school. Uh, we, we go through school. We go through to the university. We take careers and, and we do lessons and courses and all of that. All of that designed so that we will find our mission in life. But sometimes after we've done all of things we want to do, we still can't find our mission in life. And, and that was the story of Moses. Moses is uh, 40 years, over 40 years old. Probably at this time, he's pushing almost 80 years of age. And at 80 years of age, he's not sure what he should be doing. When he was 40, he thought he knew what he was supposed to do. He thought he was supposed to, 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 to help his people out. But it didn't work out. Then he goes into the wilderness and he becomes just a common laborer. He's reduced from a prince to a laborer. But he does his work. 
he's a shepherd follows the sheep takes them to where they're supposed to go to and then one day something happens that he was not expecting exodus 3 1 to 4 exodus 3 1 to 4 are you there it says now moses was tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law the priest of midian and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And you know the rest of the story. There he was commissioned to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Was Moses waiting or looking for a mission in life? No. Was he praying for direction? I don't think so. He's 80 years old. He's forgotten about what he thought when he was 40 years old he was minding his own life minding his own business going about with a sheep just taking them around and all of a sudden he sees a burning bush he goes close to the burning bush and that day he gets a life-changing commission and assignment god is able to show you things you were not looking for he is able to tell you things you were not ready to hear. He is able to open doors you were not expecting to open. For Moses, he thought his life was over. And can you imagine? All of a sudden, at 80 years old, probably planning his funeral, he's on retirement, just doing simple work, and all of a sudden, he gets a commission. Go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. But he got it, not when he was praying for it, but just God stepped into his life and gave him something he was not looking for. I believe that the greatest works of God are not in answer to our prayer. They are sovereign. The greatest works of God they are not based on what we prayed for, what we're believing God, or what we're, uh, what we're believing for, or what we were trusting him for. The greatest works of God are the works he does when we're minding our own business. And it just shows one thing, that God rules in the affairs of man. He's able to show you great things that you were not looking for. Moses was not looking for a great assignment. He was not looking for a great commission. He was not looking to find out what God has for his life. He was just there taking charge of the sheep. And all of a sudden, serendipity, bush burning. And the Bible says he turns aside and God speaks to him. I pray that you will experience your own unusual visitation of God. Maybe you've been worried for too long. You've been praying for too hard. But sometimes when you've given up a dream, that is when God makes the dream come true. Sometimes when you've given up on an issue, that's when God solves it. When you think it's not going to be done, that's when God does it. 
God came to Abraham and said to Abraham, tell your wife tomorrow about this time. She's going to have a child. Abraham should have said, God, where were you 50 years ago? When she was younger and it was possible. When we were believing, when we were praying, when we were trying hard. Where were you? Now we've given up. Don't come and excite us again. But when they had given up on that dream, closed that door, God opened it. God is able to open the doors we have closed. He's able to open the book we have shut. He's able to tell the story we have canceled out. Because he is able to do far more exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think about. He's a God of the unusual. He's the God of the supernatural. For Moses, he was not looking for a great mission. But it happened. And some of you are going to have such experiences this year. Where all of a sudden, something you were not expecting drops on your laps. And when it happened, Moses said to God, I'm a stammerer. You know the reason why he said he was a stammerer? He was shocked that at his age, God still had a plan for his life. He looked at himself. He had discouraged himself. He had shut himself down. But God says, it's a new day for you. And he thought he was a stammerer. May God, the God of serendipity, make you find miracles in places you were not looking for a miracle. Make you find direction and purpose in a place you were not looking for. The second instance is about a woman called Ruth in the Bible. Ruth is a very interesting situation because her story talks about finding a spouse, finding a husband or a wife. If there is any area people look very hard, it is in this area. As you grow up, in your late teens to early 20s, your eyes become very, very alert. Who is he? Who is she? Where is he? Where is she? Is that him? Is that her? Will it be him? Will it be her? Why is mine not coming? Why is mine delaying? This one is gone. Where, where am I coming from? What about me? People panic about marriage and sometimes people run and never get but we'll find from Ruth it was serendipity she was not looking for a husband and she found a good one a rich one not a poor broke miserable husband but quite an influential highly loaded and he was not looking for him but he was available tell the person as to you get ready for some serendipity well if you know the story of Ruth Ruth had been married before her husband died and so she decided to follow her mother-in-law back to the mother-in-law's country because she wanted to save her mother-in-law and so they get back to their mother-in-law's country and they have no job they have no business they have no property they have nothing so they have to start life and they have to start from the bottom and in israel the bottom 
way to start life is to go to people's farms after the people have plowed their farms they have gathered the harvest the few that they leave behind you go and pick what is left behind that's how the lowest people live because God has said to Moses in the law that when you when you harvest your field leave a few drops here and there so those who don't have can come and pick behind you and also have something to eat so Ruth gets up in the morning and decides to go and look for food for her and her mother-in-law she's not looking for a husband she's not looking for a breakthrough she just wants simple food and survival but something was about to meet her on that journey look at her story Ruth chapter 2 verse 2 to Five. It says, so Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, go my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part, I want you to just note that phrase, she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was the, of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in the charge of his reapers, Whose young woman is this? Well, they treated her uh, well and, and things started happening. And then go to verse 19 and 20. When Ruth went home and told her mother-in-law the farm she went to look for food in, and her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you been? Where have you gleaned today? And where, where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So he told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness, the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, this man is a relation of ours, one of our close relatives. Now the law at that time was that if a woman was widowed, somebody who was a close relative uh, had the option to marry her. Thank God it's not working now. So when Ruth got out to, to go and look for food that day, she was, husband was not on her mind. She wasn't going to try to glean in a field and hopefully catch the eye of the boss. She just wanted to go and glean, look for food, and, and come home and, and give it to her mother-in-law. And she was expecting to go the next day and the day after that, probably live the rest of their lives gleaning for food. But she went the first day gleaning for food in a field. She didn't know whom it was. But the person was a person that was next of king and had the right to marry her. The rest of the story is a romantic development between Boaz and Ruth. And out of that, Ruth marries Boaz and they give birth to Obed. And Obed gives birth to Jesse. And Jesse gives birth to David, out of which line Jesus Christ comes. Can you imagine one little move and the consequences? It is serendipity. She was not looking for it. She was not praying for it. She was not desiring it. She actually had told uh, Naomi, where, where you die, I will die. She had consigned herself to widowhood for life. All of a sudden, a door opens 
that she hadn't been knocked, knocking on. God is able to do more than what you were looking for. You know, sometimes people get very desperate looking for things. And they forget that God is able to intervene. And that sometimes the people who are not looking for are the ones who find. The people who are not eager for something sometimes are the ones who find it. Have you ever sometimes seen somebody married to somebody? You see a nice man, you know, and you look at his wife and you say, what did he see in her? It's serendipity. They met at the right place at the right time. No human connection, divine connection, and everything worked. Or you see a young lady, beautiful, married to... And you look at, you look at her and you say, what did he find in... What did she find in him? What? Eh, eh, serendipity. God is able to do it. You, 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 you're going, minding your, your business, going out there just to, to, to go to the bank today. You are in a hurry and you want to go and bank some money and you go out there and you, you, you are in a hurry and, and everything is messed up and you go to the cashier and, and the cashier looks at you and says, oh, oh, what's the problem? Say, oh, today my life is so horrible and you start talking about your problem and a conversation starts de developing you didn't expect it she didn't expect it and out of that conversation you go for another conversation and another conversation and all of a sudden where God has joined together is happening it's called serendipity you were not expecting it you didn't plan it you didn't trick your way into it but God just did it or you were in a place just minding your own business and all of a sudden somebody dumps a business proposal right in front of you you were not asking for it you didn't pray for it it's there it's serendipity god is able to make you find things that you were not looking for and that is why when we walk with him we have to be anxious for nothing anxious for nothing because in his sovereignty He's able to step into your life. A lot of things have happened in my life that sometimes people would think I sat down and planned, but I didn't sit down to plan. It just happened. One little door leads to one door and one door, and then it happens. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebil, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebil. Email otebil at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.